So, are you, you uh, you're recording already, right? Wait, you record these? I think we've already made that joke. I feel like I stole that joke I've, from the We've definitely episode. made that joke yeah. several times. <laughs> I think, But I like to think that type of a joke for a podcast is evergreen. Like you, okay. just can, you can use it anytime you want. Yeah, it's fine. Sure. It doesn't yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, like puns. Every Like puns and dad jokes. Yeah, exactly. They're podcasting gold. Yeah. That's, that's really... That's what you want to strive for in a podcasting. People think that you want witty and urbane banter, and they you they think you want cutting edge comedy, and you don't. You want dad jokes and puns, and if you can get through all the bullshit that is cutting edge comedy and witty and urbane commentary, and get through to the other side, it's like it's like going through and getting to the light at the end of the tunnel. It's like getting to Mecca. If you can hit that nice. <laughs> even keel level where you're just making puns and dad jokes for an hour hour and a half if you're really good at it then you've really just hit you've hit the pinnacle of it you are the michael jordan of podcasting you're the babe ruth of podcasting wow you really went from religion to sports you're the what's the difference you're the you are the steve jobs of podcasting chris since you brought up sports and, and compared it to religion yes i would like you to do me a favor and name a single soccer team uh manchester united holy <laughs> shit i'm so proud of myself you know it's, holy you know it's really funny what does this say about me that when you said that i almost corrected you and said no chris that's a bank <laughs> it could be a bank i know that's what i'm saying maybe it's a team wait is it uh, the new york red bulls mm-hmm I've, that's actually a real team. That's a real yep. team. I believe I'm pretty you. sure that's a real team. Yes. Those are the two I know. That's it. Those are the only ones I know. Is that actually. a soccer team? They're both soccer teams. Wow. Wait, I can name another one. Here we go. Ready? Brazil. The Brazil Brazilians. Just all of... Just all Brazil. Yeah, that makes sense. They're just one, one big soccer team. Yeah. No, I, I get that. By the way, if anyone is listening to this and it has not become a patron, which is... um like 8 billion people minus one you should become a patron <laughs> hi because, julie well yeah hi julie you should become a patron because uh our last we forgot to make a uh, patron exclusive episode which we do every other week sometimes but this time we forgot so last time i just copied i just cut a piece out of one of the, the our last podcasts where i'm asking chris to make sure to, to try and guess which one of these three Pokemon is not a real Pokemon? He guessed one, and the trick was that all of them were real. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Wait, that wasn't originally for the Patreon things? No, I just decided I to bring was. it up. No, I was just doing it to end the oh, episode. Okay. <laughs> oh, excellent. Yeah, but okay. now it is. It, it, I mean, it good could, turn. It couldn't have been, because usually those Patreon episodes are like maybe 10, 15 minutes long, and this one was literally under a minute. So apologies to I, anyone ends up listening to that one. I have no concept of time when I'm doing this. No, it could be 10 minutes. It could be four hours. I have no idea. That's what happens when you're drunk all the time, Chris. I'm just, I just black out in a drunken stupor. Yeah. And when I come to, something's been recorded, and Andrew's punched a police officer. <laughs> Your son is shaking his head in shame. Yeah. Yeah. My wife also shaking her head in shame. Yeah. 
I mean, how long do you think it is until, I mean, Sarah's not going to leave you ever, but like, how long do you think it is until Emerson's like, you know what, enough's enough, and he packs his little bundle, throws it over his shoulder, and just like becomes a hobo? He'll probably hold out past Christmas for the gifts, and then he's pretty much done. No, I get that. You know what's really funny, speaking of Christmas? What's that? There's a, uh, a gift that, I don't know if you remember this. But there's a gift that I, I was trying to get for you for Christmas last year. Yeah. And I never got it. And I am still following up to try and get it. It's not something I paid for. It's something I am trying to, like, make make an exchange for. But, like, <laughs> following this person is such a pain in my ass. But I know it's going to be worth it. And you'll appreciate it once, once I get it. Following a per- Wait, following a person on social media or just stalking a human being? No, like, Are you going to kidnap like, just- someone for Christmas? All right, look, I'll, I wasn't going to tell you, but I'll, I'll, I'll spoil it, I'll ruin it. It's hepatitis B. Oh, did you w- get a gift receipt? Because I already have that. Damn it. Well, I was going to say, it's really hard to find someone with that because all these people vaccinating their kids or some bullshit. Yeah. And I finally find someone. And it's, it's you know, you'd think that if they had a gift like that, they would want to share the love, well, share the joy. I'm just, I know a lot of people vaccinate their kids, and I'm sure people will listen to this because I have a kid. They're going to be wondering, Chris, did you vaccinate your kid? And the answer is no, because I like a sense of adventure. <laughs> and so you take out all the risk when you vaccinate the kid because they can't get anything. But where's the fun in that? You got to roll the dice. I like that you're like... Uh... Yeah, people are going to wonder if I vaccinated my kid. And the answer is no, because I have a gambling addiction. Well, there are many things that I do or don't do because of my horrible gambling addiction. <laughs> this is the time where we start the show, right? I hope so. I We need to get out of this. Yes, let's pull out of this barrel roll that we're doing. That's a plane term. Do you get that? Did you know that? That's a flying term? It's a... It's a barrel roll? Yeah. I, well, it's also... It's a flying term. Yeah, I know it from... You know what else? Yeah, do a barrel roll! You know what else it is? Star Fox. It's a soccer team. That's not true. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah! everybody, welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and watch that Avenger trailers about 50 more times. You know you're going to anyway. My name is Chris Trebolo. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. I have watched it at least five times. I have watched it, I think, three times. I literally put it on full screen on my computer at work <laughs> and, like, kicked my feet back. Yeah, I have I watched it on my television yet. I don't think I have. I haven't either. I first watched it in the, like, it, it came out at, like, 9 a.m. on whatever day it was, thir- thir- Friday, Thursday, Friday, something like that. Yeah, something so like I, that. So I, like, I was in the, because I start work at 9, I was in the lobby of my building, and I was like, whoop, I'm gonna be two minutes late. <laughs> yeah, I almost stopped. I was in the middle of work when I heard that it had dropped, and I nearly, literally just stopped where I was. <laughs> And I was doing something like I was in the middle of a task and nearly just stopped what I was doing and turned it on. And then I was like, I don't want to watch it on a tiny little phone. I want to save it for the big screen. And by that, I meant a slightly larger screen on my computer, which is not as good. Did I wait? Maybe I did watch it on my television. 
No, I did watch it. Nope, I definitely did watch it on my television. 100% I did that. Because I was afraid of waking up my child. I thought you were going to say 100 times I did that. <laughs> 100 times. I'm responsible for how many hits they have, actually. It's just pretty much me and three other guys. Yeah, they're going to issue an official thank you pretty soon, I think. So, um, here's the thing. So, I do want to talk about the Avengers trailer. I think I want to hold off. I'll, I'll save it till the end, because there's a couple of trailers that came out since we last recorded that I just want to... I kind of want to hit a couple of yeah, different and, trailers. And, and we love them all equally. They're all equally important. They all mean the same amount to us. But that Avengers trailer is pretty nice. Yeah, it is. It's really sweet. Um, so, I want to hit... I want to kind of do, like, a trailer a trailer rundown at the end of the episode. Um, so there's a couple, there's a little bit of other news that I do want to get to first and foremost. Um, I got a little bit of everything. I'm kind of all over the place. Uh, do, what do you want to start with? You start with Marvel or you want to start with DC? Marvel? Well, too bad. I want to, this joke is so old. Should I stop doing it? <laughs> I mean, at this point, our four listeners probably like it. They've hung around for two years. Yeah, I'm just fucking with you. Too bad anyway. I'm still going to keep up with this joke. And I want to talk about DC. Ah. See, what was it? I did it twice. I did it in within the thing. Yeah. I double did it to you. Yeah. That's it's pretty good. That was real meta of me. So Warner Brothers in DC are planning some upcoming films for some of their other characters. We've got the Joker film coming out. And then after that, we've also got the Joker film coming out. And then after that, we've got the Joker film coming out. Right. But then also, they just announced that they're trying to plan um, two new films, one for Plastic Man and one for Blue Beetle. And then inevitably a Joker movie. And then a Joker movie where he fights Plastic Man and Blue Beetle. <laughs> I guess, first and foremost, how, how familiar are you with Plastic Man and or Blue Beetle? I think I've read one or two comics that you have assigned to me from each of them. Like, I think Blue Beetle was in... They're in something that I've been... Yeah, that, like Blue Beetle was you. in the one that I still have of yours that you said you took, but you didn't because it's sitting on my piano. The Justice League one? Yes. And was Plastic Man, like, the dude in the, the one I really, really liked that you gave me the separate issues of that was a whodunit? No, that was Elongated Man. Oh. So Plastic Man... Well. So Plastic Man is... It's actually... They're similar in powers. Plastic Man was a hero that came out in the golden age of comics back in, like, the 30s and the, mm. the 40s. Mm-hmm. And I actually like this character because I think his origin story is actually compelling. So his name is Eel O'Brien and he was actually a criminal and he, they were, it's kind of, it's almost like the Joker in the killing joke, but almost in reverse. So Eel O'Brien was a, a two bit crook who they were breaking into some sort of factory or something to rob it. And in the middle of the heist, the police find them and a chase ensues and he gets doused with all these different chemicals, oh. which gives him the ability to morph his body and stretch. Like plastic. Yeah, the, uh, like plastic. The majority of his powers are stretching ability, like Elongated Man. He's a little more interesting in that he can also kind of assume different forms. He can't change his color or anything. It's not like, not like shape-shifting, but he can, you know, a lot of times you'll see him disguised as like a chair in the room and then the crooks come in and he's like, aha, I have your trap because you sat on me or something like that. Mm. But he also has kind of a comedic, he usually has a pretty comedic character. There's a run on one version of the Justice League that he's a part of where Batman doesn't trust him because he used to be. A- <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Holy shit. I could have just cut that out, but Don't uh, cut thanks it for out. acknowledging it. Good lordy. <laughs> I mean, how often do you get that on a podcast that someone sneezes into the mic? That's podcast gold right there. It's the dad jokes, the puns, and when you just sneeze into the mic. If I just were to chew for 20 minutes on just straight, it would be the perfect episode. Yeah. Also, sneeze into the mic, my favorite soccer team. Oh, that is a good soccer team. Yes. They're from Washington State, I believe. Uh So there's actually a run on Justice League where Batman um, doesn't trust Plastic Man because he used to be a crook and he never takes anything seriously. And so you kind of get this kind of in-depth character. And actually that run kind of endeared me to him even more. This idea that there is this guy who used to be on the wrong side. Now he's on the right side. How do you earn the trust of people you know, when you were a crook before, now you say you're a hero, that type of thing, and getting people to take you seriously. It's kind of an interesting character that, if it's done well, I think would actually be really, really good. I don't know who to get it. This, this, I will say this film should have been done, like, 20 years ago, when Jim Carrey was in his prime. Right. He would have been perfect Yeah, this. yeah. He's that, it's that type of a character. They've been trying with the, the DC movie universe, whatever they're calling it this week, they, they've been trying to always, from the beginning, make sort of an older, like, Batman's an older Batman. You know, they're going a little, right. a little like, people are established in this universe. If they decide to go in that direction, Jim Carrey would be a uh, dead ringer for Elongated Man. You know what? That's actually true, too. And they could, I mean, there's a way you could spin this that he could still do it. I mean, most of this would have to be done with CGI anyway, right. so it doesn't really matter. Um, you just need kind of one of those characters that could be a little larger than life, and uh, he still can He still can do that. He can still kind of morph into yeah. a different person. So, I think maybe it could still work. I, I It'd be interesting to see. I'm trying to think. There's a run that just... It just finished up now. I haven't gotten a chance to read it yet. But there's a run on pla- about a six-issue miniseries that just came out that's supposed to be really, really good. Oh, nice. But, so there's that one, and then there's Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle is... There's been a couple of different iterations of Blue Beetle. Like you said, there's one... The most famous one is a guy named Ted Cord, who's kind of like a Batman light. He gets... He doesn't have a whole lot of powers, but he has kind of this Blue Beetle scarab that endows him with some sort of ability that's never quite really all that clear but ted cord himself is a is a tech oh sure guru and kind of a he's a millionaire so he's got like i said he's a batman light he's got like a giant beetle blimp or something that he floats around in right and he's another one that he was always the c-list character that no one really took all that seriously and he always had kind of a lighter tone yeah um he's really great to be paired up with someone like booster gold and they play off each other really really well but I think the the one they would probably go with is the latest one, which is a guy named Jamie Reyes, who was a Hispanic character. Uh, I think he's in his teens, or at least he was when the character was created. And that, he has a full... The scarab kind of fuses right into his spine, and it creates a fully covered and immersive Blue Beetle suit or tech suit that takes over, which could be... I mean, that could just be really good, too. And I think that you're right. DC has been... They they have this knack for going older, but I think with Shazam coming out, I think they're going to try and go younger now. I think they're going to see if they can turn 
this giant ship that is their universe right. with Aquaman and Shazam coming out into a lighter t- tone, but also a, a younger tone as well. And so putting a younger character in there as the hero, I think would actually work really, really well to have, you know, a late teen, early twenties hero trying to figure out how to operate this giant suit would be, would actually be a really compelling story. That's the end of my sentence. I didn't know if you <laughs> right. If you want, if I wanted want, to, I, I fell asleep in there. Like I know you. Are, it's it's hard to add something to to characters that you don't really know a whole lot about. I but I actually look forward to a blue blue beetle movie. I think that'd be a good. I think it's a good C list character to kind of pull out and and give so, a spotlight to. Yeah. So I want to ask your opinion on this. Okay. Do you think that this is an indication that we will also be getting a booster gold movie? I you know what if it if Blue Beetle does well I could see them doing that just because the fans associate them together a lot and I think if Blue Beetle does well I could see them trying to parlay it also because because Booster Gold is kind of again he's kind of a lighter character he's sometimes he's one that's always portrayed as like he's trying to figure it out but he's not that great at being a superhero right Tom King is is been writing him lately sometimes in batman and it's he's almost like nuts in sort of a way but anyway but either way every time i've seen him he's been this kind of like hero that no one takes seriously and so there's a built-in redemption factor into it that could be really interesting and booster gold for those of people who don't know was a guy from the future who came to the past with a suit that gives him kind of powers and abilities that people in this time don't have. And so he naturally becomes a superhero just to become rich and famous. And then is upset when people don't take him seriously because he's a sellout. Uh, so I think that would be another great character to bring in. And I, like I said, I think if Blue Beetle does really well, they'll probably try and bring in a Booster Gold. Right. Or just even see if a Booster Gold can work in this kind of new, lighter tone that they're going for with all of yeah. their characters. So you think it's dependent on Blue Beetle being good or bad? Yeah, I think it... Well, I mean, it definitely does. Because I think someone like Blue Beetle or even Plastic Man... That's going to be a good test on, can we bring out our C-list characters and make them A-list characters? Right. Kind of the same way Marvel did with Iron Man, who was always one of their top-tier characters in the books, but yeah. as f- other than that, in any outside medium, was really relatively unknown. So they were like, let's take a chance on Iron Man since no one knows and we can do whatever we want. Right, right. And they elevated that character into an A-list character. I think this will be a good litmus test for DC to see if they can take a character that people don't really know. And because they don't know it, they can kind of do whatever they want. And then it elevates that character's popularity. So then they can bring out all the stuff that you wouldn't expect. Then they can do, you know, they can do a booster gold, which could turn into like their Guardians of the Galaxy, where everyone's like, I never thought they would make a movie about this thing. (laughs) And they made it work. Or it could turn into Inhumans, where people were like, I never thought they'd make a movie about this. (laughs) And they shouldn't have. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or it'll turn into their Suicide Squad, where people are like, they should have been making a movie. But not this movie. (laughs) More like Suicide Squad. They should have been making this movie. How did they fuck it up? (laughs) How could they possibly fuck this up? Yeah. So I think this will be... I think those two characters, if if these films actually get made, this will be a good test to see what other characters we can really mine. Yeah, it's a good call. Yeah. Chris. Yes. If you could have any reboot happen right now, what would it be? (sighs) 
I would love to have... Wait, any, any reboot? Any reboot. Let's reboot Home Alone. Well, lucky for you, the Toxic Avenger will be getting a reboot from Legendary Pictures. Yes! Yeah. Now, there's no word yet on exactly how he'll fit into the Avengers, but I, I think there's a good chance that Iron Man and Captain America will be out after the next one, so that'll leave some room. Yes. So there's going to be a vacuum. Nature abhors a vacuum. It's going to have to get filled. It's going to get filled with toxic waste. <laughs> can, that totally makes can sense. Can you imagine the toxic Avenger in the MCU? I have that only imagined so it. so funny. <laughs> Uh, so the original directors, Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hertz, are going to serve as producers on the reboot. Okay. And this is a reboot that has been in the works for a long time. Yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger was actually reportedly offered the role back in 2013, as well as John Travolta. And Kevin Smith was, act- was like officially signed on to direct, but he dropped out of the project because of some sort of budgeting issue. Oh, really? Yep. So is it, do they know when it's slated for? Have they announced any, like any plans around even what year it's going to be? I think they're very hesitant to do that after they keep trying to do it and it keeps falling through. (laughs) Right, 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 right. I, you know what? Listen, I I don't, I'm not huge on the trauma. How dare you? Characters, Uh, not, uh, excuse me. I'm not saying I'm not huge as in I don't like. I'm saying I'm not huge, like, I'm not, I'm not vastly well-versed in the trauma characters. How dare you? Yeah, that's fair. But (laughs) you know what? Honestly, in this time when superhero movies are like the biggest thing going right now, bringing something like the Toxic Avenger and giving it a good budget to do it well, it could actually work really, really well. Right. And I'm not saying like, oh, we're going to take this seriously now. Like it still needs to be the tongue-in-cheek satire of a superhero that it's always been well yeah they just have to do exactly what hollywood did with deadpool right right like exactly all all they have to do is is shove 50 million dollars at it which for us would set us for life but it's nothing compared to movies right and uh and then they'll make some some like basically uh visually garbage movie that's a lot of fun as long as they get the right actors, the right writer, the right director. Right. And they'll make some magic. It could, yeah. This could actually work. And I, I every time I've, someone's mentioned the Toxic Avenger, I've thought that, where I'm like, if you actually threw money at this in a way to make this halfway serviceable, you can make a really good film out of this. This could be a really good, interesting satire of a movie. Christoph. Yes. Have you ever seen um, Cannibal the Musical? No, I know of it, but I've never seen it. Oh, man. That might be... I, I don't have anything in mind for your reading assignment, so Great. I think it's probably going to be that. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Especially since you gave me that garbage documentary. That's fair. That's fair. I I deserve I deserve a, a, to get tagged with one as well. <laughs> That's... It's 100% fair. I want to try and talk my way out of it, but it's I deserve this. There, I, Yeah, well, we'll talk about it in reading assignments, but okay, that's fair. Um, I think we've established that it's fair. Let's move forward. Yeah, I think I actually look forward to seeing if this gets done. I would love to. They haven't said any sort of director is attached to this whatsoever. This is all like very tentative, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I would love to see a James Gunn attached to this. I think that would be really good. Sure. Um, or like an Edgar Wright would be really good. I think he I could do this really bring well. bring on um, Tim Miller, the guy who did Deadpool. Tim Miller like, you know, would be another one that could be, that could be really good at this. 
Oddly enough, if they could rope Kevin Smith back into it, he'd probably be a good choice for this as well. Yeah. He'd get how to do this right. Well, and uh, he, he talked about how he was very, very excited for it. He was super yeah, ecstatic I to be vaguely, working on this Because I listen to a lot of him. Yeah. I vaguely remember him talking about this. But he would work really well for this. He sure Anyone would. Anyone in that kind of vein who can do something really offbeat, yeah. but get how to service material correctly, right. is probably a good idea right it's got to be someone who knows that the toxic avenger is different than captain america or superman right that they're not going to try and make this a genuine right movie yeah what's sam raimi doing could he do oh it? he would be a great choice he would be a good choice yeah i mean can you imagine spider-man 3 but instead of spider-man it's the toxic avenger i mean honest to god if he, he did that movie that movie would have been <laughs> 10 times better think about it honestly think about the day just think about the three musical numbers in that movie (laughs) and now just put the toxic avenger in there and you have brilliance yeah again you're not wrong yeah and actually that's partly why i was thinking it i was like you know what he could actually pull this off really well So, Adi Shankar, who's the producer of Netflix's Castlevania series. Oh, yeah. I haven't gotten to it yet, uh, okay. but I really want to watch it. Okay. So, he produces that. He also made... Do you remember that kind of rated R Power Rangers short film that came out a few yes. years ago yeah, onto absolutely. YouTube? Okay. He made that. So, he is looking to make a uh, an adaptation of the book Superman versus the Ku Klux Klan. What? Uh, which I think is fantastic. So... Basically, what he say, what he's trying to do with this is that out of kind of out of Bill Maher's comments that we're overanalyzing stupid and childish right. things. He there's this story called Superman versus the Ku Klux Klan, and this is a true story. Chris, Superman isn't real. Oh. Wait, what? It can't be a true story. Superman isn't real. No, because, but I he's on TV. Right, but that's that's. Chris, you have two degrees in this. That that's a person but that's pretending the... to be Superman. No, cause no, cause he's also cause he's no, cause I I see it on the computer too. Right, but he's pretending on there as well. But then who was? But then who was the guy at my birthday party? Uh, it was probably a homeless man that your parents paid a ham sandwich to to pretend to be someone you cared about. Is that why he smelled like gasoline? Yes. Definitely, and you should have lit a match, and I'm a little disappointed that you didn't. No, I did. Did he die? Yes. <laughs> this got weird. Um, so, this is... I'm gonna... So... I'm not even gonna try and transition out of that. I'm not even gonna... No, we're just gonna let call. that lie. Yeah. We're just gonna let it... You do... Listen, listener, if you're out there in the void, just... <laughs> You do what you want with that bit. Yeah. You want to skip over it? You skip over it. You want to pretend it didn't happen? Pretend it didn't happen. You want to write in and complain about it? Pretend it didn't happen. I don't care. Do whatever. It's just going to be there. Yeah, let's treat this like a like a, a, a an impulse of aggression. Acknowledge it. It's valid. Put it aside and move forward. Let's treat it like a homeless man that's been lit on fire. It happened and you just move on from it, okay? So... 
the story tracks story tracks the post World War II resurgence by the Klan, which often acted while law enforcement turned a blind eye. This true to life story follows Stetson Kennedy, who infiltrated the Klan in 1946 and, in an unlikely alliance, worked with the Anti Defamation League and the producers of the Adventures of Superman radio show to expose the cult's activities. This sounds baller. It sounds really interesting, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm a little disappointed that you haven't assigned this to me yet. I didn't even know about it until I read this article that they're trying to make a movie out of You're this. supposed to be the DC fanboy, you poser. I know, and I've been lying to you this entire time. <laughs> Image forever! But this sounds like a really interesting a really interesting story. I mean, this kind of harkens to, I kind of do love these stories about comic books that aren't comic book movies right. necessarily, you know, like Hollywood land with Ben Affleck right. and Adrian Brody is a great yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. And I didn't see the wonder woman one for it. It's fine. But um, every once in a while you get one of the creation of something or how it plays into it, which is really interesting. Right. And this one could be really, really cool. I think this is a, a really interesting story to, to bring about and a great way to tell Bill Maher to go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever give you the Paul Dini biopic comic? Dark Knight? Yeah. I think you did. Yeah, I this feel like we already fe- talked I feel about like it. we did. I, I feel it like it like was a reading episode assignment. or something. You know, we should write these down, of all the reading assignments. We should have them <laughs> yeah, somewhere. If, if only there was some place we could check. If only there was a place, maybe online, maybe on like iTunes, Spotify, yeah. SoundCloud, Google Play Music, was... you know, somewhere like those places that we could yeah. just check. If only we had been logging these conversations that we have about these things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And putting them out on a public forum so that we could easily just have <laughs> access to them whenever we wanted to. Yeah. There was another one that I thought of, too. Oh, the um, the Tim Burton, Nicolas Cage Superman was a, is a similar thing, right? Where they tr- infiltrated the Ku Klux Klan? I believe so, yes. <laughs> I believe that's what actually... No, Tim Burton would never do that. He's hella racist which also nobody go see dumbo because that man is hella racist <laughs> like, did you see dumbo no no it's not out yet i'm just saying that like like he directed tim burton directed it and like this is a bit of a tangent but like okay james gunn got fired from marvel from disney for saying some shit like 30 years ago i mean it was on twitter so it wasn't 30 years ago but like saying shit a long time ago that he apologized for on like multiple occasions and he was like you know what i was a different person i've learned from my mistakes now people have shown me the error of my ways and then someone brings it up again and they fucking fire him on the spot and then there's motherfuckers like tim burton tim burton was asked like two years ago um, why don't you have any black people in your movies? And he basically said, you know what, maybe I would if black people could act better. <laughs> and yet here he is directing a Disney movie. I where is there a way to back this up? <laughs> there, where was this? Where was this interview? I don't know. I looked it up the other day, but it's it's videotaped. <laughs> like it's it's a filmed thing. You can watch him say it. He says stuff You're like, like, "Listen, it happened. Shut up." Well, like he says, and regardless, like it's a good point that like the only two black people I can think of, or, or regardless of of spe- specificity, the only two people actors of color that I can think of in a Tim Burton film are Samuel L. Jackson in that bomb movie that Burton did, like the Marvelous Orphanage of the Whack 
Mrs. Periphany or whatever. Oh that shit, was shit I forgot about right. that movie. That's and, Tim and Burton. he was the villain. And uh, also, um, in in Batman Returns, we had Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent. But that's like it, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. And he his his he mm. had he had quotes as well that were like. You know, whenever they tried to force black people into, like, the Brady Bunch or whatever, when I would watch TV growing up, I was so disgusted by that. And, like, it just doesn't seem right. And he's like, you know, I never I never watched black exploitation movies and felt like they should add more white people. I'm like, Tim, Timmy, You're right. Timmy, that's a That's a one-to-one comparison there, Timmy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, why are there no white exploitation movies? By the way, from now on on the podcast, we're just going to refer to him as Timmy Burton. <laughs> Please do. What were we talking about? I uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Superman and the versus the Ku Klux Bartons. <laughs> yeah, it sounds sounds great. Actually, I'm really excited for it. Yeah, this is gonna. No, I actually really think this is gonna be great. Yeah, should we should we read like this is based on a comic, right? Like a a run, I presume. I don't know if it's paper? comic. Let me see if it's. A, hold on, you're gonna you might hear some clickety clack. For uh, God's but, sakes. So no, it's a book. Book like it's one of the, oh, the you know those type of no pictures. You know those type of things we don't read. But I'm just a comic book reader, like Bill Maher said. I don't know things. I can't read normal books. Right. I know. Yeah, it was published in 2012. You can get it on Amazon. Is it? Let's see. Is it on? I'm off Amazon now for multiple reasons. The least of which being Jeff Bezos is a crazy super duper millionaire who doesn't pay his employees a living wage. And then uh, that they're moving into New York and bringing all their employees with them and not giving jobs to New Yorkers. But the the most important thing is that I no longer have Amazon Prime. <laughs> so that's really the <laughs> yeah can't order it can't get it no i will go to my local bookstore thank you where the shipping is free because they hand it to me yeah so you can buy it on apple if you wanted to as well um not you because you have a shitty android phone but i you know other people who buy quality products how dare you i have a google phone you're right they're they're an up and upstanding corporation as you well you don't understand i can search so many things like I have Google in my phone because it's made by Google. So I can search anything that I want because it's made by a search engine company. Could you Google how to buy a better phone? <laughs> oh, I challenge you to a duel. Okay, fine. Just don't get lost. I'll I'll be able to get there on time because I'm going to use Apple Maps, but just <laughs> let me know when all right. things are delayed. I, gotta, I can do this all day. We can do it all day. Let's just move on. Pistol whips at dawn. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. Um, All right. What do you got? (laughs) The poster for the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie has been released. It's a moving poster because of course it fucking is. Well, let's be honest. Of all the movies that should have a moving poster, this is probably the one that actually should have it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, the cartoon in the 90s had the phrase in the opening theme. I think it was the first words in the song, Sonic, he can really move. Yeah. He he can really move. Um, what did you what did you think of this poster? Poster? Yeah. Generic. Okay. Fine. Whatever. Here's the thing though. Executive producer Tim Miller of Deadpool, who we've mentioned multiple times this episode. Sure. Ben Schwartz voicing Sonic the Hedgehog. James Marsden playing Tom Wachowski, and Jim Carrey playing Dr. Fucking Robotnik. Wait a minute, Chris. Hold on to your pants. Lace up your shoes. 
Is this going to be a good movie? It might actually be. Right? This could turn out pretty well. Here's here's my only thing about this. And just looking at the poster, this is this was the thing that, that worried me the most. James Marston. No. Oh. His legs look kind of ripped, don't they? <laughs> I, I mean, I know that he runs, but his, his legs look distractingly muscular in that. Like, they... If, He's a cartoon character, but he has surprisingly anatomically correct legs. Chris, are you becoming a hedgehogophile before my very eyes? It's really, they're kind of... Are you becoming a furry? You know what it is? I like it, but I don't like that I like it, which I think is what they call a fetish. But I just... Where is it? Hold on, I can... Where is this damn poster? I know it's around here. Here it is, here it is, here it is. Does he have claws? No, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he just has really pointy fingers. Mm. He just looks... I don't... It looks a little... He looks kind of ripped. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. He looks like... You know the short guy at the bar that you just don't want to fuck with because you know he's just angry all the time because right, he's yeah. short? He looks like... He's built like that guy. Yeah. He's built like a guy that would just... <laughs> Get drunk on tequila and punch you in the balls. Right. I don't... Well, he couldn't reach up to punch you in the face. He's not tall enough, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, you could also... Did you see the, the, the other one with the Golden Gate Bridge? No. There's one online that you can see that uh, someone put on Twitter. Uh, that wasn't the official poster. Oh, it was see. just... They saw it somewhere. And it's, the, it's just the legs and his shoes. He's wearing what kind of shoes are those? You know it's funny. I don't I don't have it He's on just me, but sneakers. they huh? Does he wear What kind of shoes does he wear? Uh What kind of shoes does Sonic the Hedgehog wear? Uh, it depends on which game you're watching. I actually I don't have it with me, but while I was preparing this, I didn't think it was important cuz why in the world would you ever ask me that question? So they were talking to Tim Miller and he was talking about the importance of getting certain things specific and he was talking about the eyes and the fur, but he also had like a whole long diatribe about the fucking shoes and he was like there's like 20 different types of shoes that sonic has worn throughout his career and like that we didn't know if we should go with the original one or we should go with fan favorites or if we should go with the most recent one so we we decided on a, a good one and i think the crowd's really gonna like it and i was like it's his goddamn shoes well it's really important because here's the thing if he's not wearing the right shoes they're gonna just fly right off yeah, that's a good call they're just gonna break apart he's gonna shred them you know like it, the shoes i'm honestly I'm looking at the shoes he's wearing in these posters. They're never going to hold up. No. Okay? I know a thing or two about shoes. Do you think that's going to be the climax of the movie? Like, he's going to... They're going to be like, Sonic, you can't run that fast. And he's going to be like, I have to. And they're like, your shoes can't take it, Sonic. And he's like, they have to. And they, like, fly apart. The entire climax of the movie depends on a trip to pay less, I think, is really what it's going to come down to. They're like, we have to... Stop trying on loafers. We have to get you. Then he's fucked. Yeah, that's true. Those Payless shoots really just I, go to shit really fast. Here's the thing I want you to think about, and I want everyone, all the millions of listeners we have, I want them to think about it. A few years back, I went to a Sonic the Hedgehog panel. I think you and I have talked about this off mic, but I don't think I've really addressed it on mic. And I got to see real Sonic the Hedgehog fans for the first time. And it was an experience I will never forget. It was a lot like going to 
a cult. Like, it was a lot like being in Waco, Texas in the 90s. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, with the Davidians. And, and they were like, it, it was it was very strange. They, it was, the majority of the panel was audience, uh, questions from the audience. So, they talked a little bit, the panel, but it was for a specific item. It was for Image Comics was doing a very short run of Sonic the Hedgehog, and that's all it was for. Okay. But they had their social media manager, who is a god like it is legit sonic the hedgehog's social media manager and he just runs twitter and runs facebook and runs everything that like sonic the hedgehog by nintendo company is or not nintendo whoever sega sega company is on and he walked to go into the room that the panel was in because it wasn't one of the main stage ones it was just a room right like a conference room right so he, we see him, but I didn't, I didn't know who this guy was. I was just like, oh, they're making a, I don't have anything to do. There's a Sonic the Hedgehog. Melinda was, is a big Sonic the Hedgehog fan. She was like, yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. So we're waiting in line and out of nowhere, everyone in the line storms towards us and just starts yelling. Uh, and we were like, ah, what's going on? Right on the other side of us, outside of the line is the Sonic the Hedgehog social media manager. And he starts talking to everyone, and it's like a press conference. Everyone's asking him questions. One guy gets his phone out to record what the guy has to say. And he, there was there was a guy, once we got into the panel and they were asking questions, the, the audience members, there was a guy who asked, why is Can it? Can I touch you? Well, no, hear, hear me out. This is, I, this is when I realized that this man is not only doing this as a job, this man is this job. A guy got up and asked him a question, asked the whole panel a question. It was a panel of writers, artists, and uh, the social media guy all working for Image Comics, right? Right. And they said, this guy got up and he said, why is it that with the Archie, you got to 295 and it was so close, but the end? And they all looked at each other and they said, I'm sorry, could you repeat that? And he said, yes. Why is it with the Archie... You did 295 and then so close to the end and no one knew what to say. And the social media guy, he said, oh, do you mean that uh, Image Comics produced an Archie comic that featured Sonic the Hedgehog and we only got to issue 295 before canceling it and we could have gone to issue 300, but we didn't? And he said, yes. And the social media manager said, well, you know, you just have to trust us on that. We know that, like, sometimes certain shows, you know, if, if you don't have a, a a place that you plan to end, it can go on for a long time and it can sort of dry out. And, you know, you just have to trust us that, like, we have an idea for the story and it goes from point A to point B to point C and we end it at the right place. And if you come with us on this journey, you'll be satisfied. And I know that you're going to be really happy with this new Sonic the Hedgehog uh, comic. And the guy said, thank you, and sat down. And I was like, holy shit. This guy is a mastermind. This guy's a fucking guru. And I, I like, legit, I got about 10 minutes into this thing, and I started recording. I still have it. I started recording it on my phone. I opened up the voice recorder. And you can hear this on it. There's a part where... So there are two female, I mean, there's many female characters throughout this show in the series, video games, movies, whatever. But there are two very uh, popular female characters. In one run of Sonic the Hedgehog, there's a, a sort of on and off love interest, will they, won't they sort of character named Sally Acorn, who's a squirrel. Makes sense. And then in the video games, there's a character that's that fulfills a similar uh, position called um, Amy something, Amy... Rose, I think. I don't remember, but she's she's some other animal. We are going to get so many tweets 
because of you. It doesn't matter. Oh, Jesus. Don't enrage these people. It's fucking Sonic the Hedgehog. It's for children. So this guy uh, gets up. I, he's not with me. I don't associate <laughs> with him. So he, this guy gets up and he says, so who would you rather be with? Sally Acorn or Amy? They're fucking cartoon ferrets or whatever they are. Super awkward right out of the gate. He's asking, who would you rather, I presume, date, but maybe something more physical? He's asking, who would you fuck? Would you fuck a ferret or a squirrel? Right, yeah. Super awkward. Both of which are cartoons, and that shouldn't matter, but it kind of makes it worse. Right? (laughs) So, okay. So, they ask the panel, and the panel is super uncomfortable. Here's the kicker. No one in the audience but us is uncomfortable. Everyone else is like, yeah, that's a great question. So he asks the question and the panel's super awkward and they all look at each other and they, they you can tell they're going to handle it super professionally. And I'll tell you what ended up happening before I get to the part that made me nearly vomit in my seat. The panel was like the like the writer was like, ah, you know, I can't choose. You know, I, I love writing for both of them. Right. Super smooth. The, the artist <laughs> he's like, was no, like, no, that's not what I asked. <laughs> he's like, up, 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 you up, know up. what I'm saying? The artist, you know, gave a similar thing. You know, the social media manager was like, ah, I love all the, you know, I love all the Sonic the Hedgehog characters evenly or whatever. So before that, though, when they were super awkward and all looking at each other, there's a dude sitting in front of us. <laughs> he's got to be 45 if he's a day completely bald except for like the the horseshoe hair around the head he's in a sweat stained white hanes t-shirt 400 pounds uh and taking up three seats by like putting his arms out on the two seats next to him you know like on the back oh so a guy who attended comic-con yes exactly got just a generic dude except for when the kid asked who would you rather be with Sally Acorn or Amy, there was a pause as they all looked at each other thinking, God, I can't believe this is my job. And the guy in front of me said, both. <laughs> That's brilliant. And I'm not even going to attempt to add on to it. Are we writing a play about this? Uh, we may just. All right, great. So, Chris. Yes. The reviews are in with 99% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It's looking like the movie of the year is going to be Mortal Engines. Yes, absolutely. I'm just fucking with you. It's 34%. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, though. Woo! Oh my god. I'm so excited It was at 100%, and there's now one shit-ass critic who gave it a bad review. There's always one shit-ass critic. Yeah. There's always got to be the one guy who doesn't give it 100%. What a fucking spoon. That way that everyone always... Whenever people see that, they go, I got to see the shithead who decided to... And it works perfectly because I looked him up. Like, I'm sure that's exactly right. what he wanted. He wanted and the attention. And everyone's now looked up his review and they probably right. looked up other reviews of it. This is, I mean, A, kudos for him on having a pretty solid strategy. Yeah. But also, go fuck yourself and die in a ditch, you son of a bitch. 100%. Because you know you're just making that up. Yep. Okay? There's no way that like 98 people in a room, because is it like a, did, uh, the, the review, the bad review, is it like, this is okay, but not as great as people think it's going to be? Or or is it like, this is a piece of garbage? It's between the two, but it's closer to piece of garbage. Yeah. See, you're just making that up. You're just being overly critical because you wanted an, I don't know. I don't even know what you're lo- looking for in the in this movie. Right. It's, there's, I, don't, I can't even 
comprehend what the fuck you think these standards are. Yeah, you can't are. comprehend it because you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> well, no, I'm just, yeah, well, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I just, but listen, it's a free country and you can write whatever you want and you're free to have your own opinions and then you're free to go jump in front of a bus. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> Jesus. I didn't know Bill Maher wrote for movie reviews. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know Bill Maher wrote for us. I didn't I guess not. I well, he pretty much is a sponsor at this point. The number of times we've mentioned him, yeah, no I'm kidding. super excited for this movie. I mean, but by the time this episode comes out, it'll actually have been out because it comes out on the 14th. Yeah, it will. so but we also have a, a, actually by the time this comes out, we'll have had a video posted about this movie. That is also true <laughs> as well. So that works out perfectly because we because we, we filmed did. one. Did you know? Did you know about that at all? As you're saying it, I know that it happened. <laughs> no, I think you did tell me that you were doing one. Yeah, because oh, okay. you were doing that one, and, and and then you wanted me to do an Aquaman one, which oh yeah, you'll shit. probably do. But I'm gonna, I'll 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 write something up for you to. You'll to tell do me it. all about Aquaman. I'll tell you all about the Aquamans and the Aquas and the Mans. <laughs> but yeah, this movie looks looks actually really really great. I I'm Dude. super excited for it. It has no reason why it shouldn't be this certified. We talked fresh. about it um, two weeks ago that Melinda and I got to see it like the first forty minutes or something like that, right? And it wasn't finished, and we watched it, and we were like, "Wow, that looks really, really good," right? But like, I was not expecting a hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's I, I can't wait to see the end. Like, I was a part of me was like. I mean, they're going to fuck this up somehow, right? Like, how right. could the ending possibly be as good as what we just watched? But right, it right, sounds right. like it is. Well, it's interesting that it's so well-liked and so well-reviewed, because while it's a Spider-Man movie, it's not an MCU movie. Right. So it's this weird anomaly that is kind of hanging outside of that. Yeah. Which you would think would either confuse people who don't follow this as closely as people like us do, or want it to be an MCU movie, or just don't understand what's going on. But I love that people are embracing this idea, because I think this is a great idea. I think it's cool for Marvel to do this, and I, this is something I've talked about wanting D- DC to do more often, is that stories that stand on them on themselves. Yeah. You don't need to keep everything in one unified universe. You can just do these little offshoots and just throw these stories out there. Right. And people are going to eat them up. If you do it well and do it justice, people are going to love them. So just do these random one-off movies. And I think it's a great idea. And I'm super excited about it. And I, I love the idea that it's animated. One, because... I think it's just a great change of pace. Yeah. But two, because it's animated, you it allows you to really do whatever you want. So right. the idea of like, you would never do this movie live action. The idea of having like the multiverse in this capacity and all these different characters having to get thrown in and yeah. this and that it's fantastic and we're due for a miles morales movie like we've we've been due for miles morales for a long time a hundred percent that we're due for this so i think it's i i think that's also great as well i've seen a number of reviews refer to this as the best superhero movie of the year which is saying a fuck ton yes it is and that's fantastic and uh, there's no other way to put it i i'm i'm really yeah by the time this episode comes out we'll have probably both I'm seen it to, I, i'm yeah i'm actually hoping to have to have been able to see it I'm, we're, we're gonna go to the movies on sunday yeah and i'm debating on whether i wanted to go see it because it is opening weekend it's gonna be fucking bananas and i'm an old man at this point i don't fucking like crowds anymore or yeah. people in general and probably children and probably and i'm really not big on kids yeah. at this point i'm just too old and cranky yeah and i just want a fucking sandwich and to sit down 
and you know not have to think for a little while but right. i may actually like go out uh, this this may be what we see just because i really want to i really want to see this yeah i like that the end of the episode is just us blowing into the spider-verse for like 10 minutes straight there's no better way to end an episode, really. <laughs> well, I've got good news for you, because I'm going to give you lightning round of a couple quick things that just happened okay. that are super quick, uh, super brand new, Okay. and by the time this episode goes up, they'll be a week old. Excellent. So The Punisher Season 2 just got picked up for Netflix again, so they're moving forward with some of the Marvel Never shows gonna on happen. Netflix. Never going to happen. It got picked up. Never going to happen. They're doing it. This is my lightning round answer. You- Never going to happen not gonna they're gonna real i think they're gonna undo it i don't think they're gonna do it Uh, it's it seems pretty official i'd say they are mistaken like they've already got a script and a director and everything i i don't think it's gonna i mean they've already canceled most of them they're i think they're trying to clear the slate i mean maybe this will but if uh, okay let me the punisher couldn't go on disney plus right true but let me all right let me soften this blow if the Punisher season two happens, it's the last, that's the last of the Netflix Marvel yeah, shows. I'm, we get. I'm down for that. Yeah. That's it. Uh, second piece, Joel McHale is playing Starman in the TV show Stargirl. Oh, the Jeff John. Yeah, actually that could work. I could see that working. I could, yeah, I, I think yeah. that might be a good thing. I think that could actually We work. also got additional casting for Birds of Prey. Chris Messina is going to be playing a character with two many consonants in his name. Uh, hold on a, so- a second. Uh, pause the lightning round. What are the consonants in his name? Uh, he is playing Victor Z-S-A-S-Z. Oh, Victor Zaz. <laughs> sure. That's a good, that's a great character. Victor Zaz is, is a serial killer who, every time he kills a victim with his knife, he slices a little tally mark on his skin, so oh. he has little sets of tally marks oh, all wow. over his skin. That's a really dark character. He's on Gotham right now, but he uses guns because it's Gotham. Right. But that's a great character. If they do that well, that could be a really awesome and fucked up character to have. All right, cool. I mean, we already just saw that in Black Panther with um, Eric Killmonger, but, you know, whatever. Right. This guy's a little more fucked up. (laughs) It sounds like it. All right, cool. All right, that's it. We did it. We did a thing. Yeah, we sure did. We did the hell out of it. You should be proud. You know that? I mean, I can be. I'm proud of you. I'm glad that we... You didn't pee your pants once. Uh, sure. Twice. Okay. You didn't pee twice That's during the, the recording. That of this. I can attest to. All right, great. Wait. Yeah? Nope. We called that horse too soon. Ah, uh, we were so close. I know. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. What's up? Hey, Andrew. What? Where can they find us? Oh, well, they can find us on Twitter, where we're at Media Lunch Break. You can also find us on Facebook. You can watch our videos on YouTube. We should have a great video on Into the Spider-Verse right now. There's going to be a great one on Aquaman that Chris is going to write. And he's going to get to me by Friday. You can also visit our website at www.themedialunchbreak.com. You can email us at themedialunchbreak at gmail.com. You can check out our Patreon. We've always got a cool patron-only feed of um, cool extra podcast episodes that you can listen to. We've also, I've been posting some pictures. I've got some cool stuff going up on there. We have some great benefits on that as well. If you decide to become a patron, listen to us on iTunes, on Spotify, or Google Play Music. And, uh, you can listen to us on SoundCloud. Nicely, you breezed right through yeah, that. You didn't man. even need me. I know. Maybe I should. Which is good because I wasn't. I wasn't listening. You could have made some of them up. Left a couple out. I'm not even sure. Yeah, I did. Good job. I was like, yeah, we're definitely on Grinder. Yeah. 
We're gonna do pretty much a trailer breakdown. There's a what? How many trailers do I get? Four. There are four trailers. Oh my god. That I That's too that many came trailers. Out that we're just gonna go over. Some, How are there so many trailers? So many trailers. So many movies that we will or will not go see. But we'll break those down and then we'll do the reading assignment finally. And that'll be that'll be the next episode. So that's that's gonna be it for this episode then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm hitting stop right now. Me too. No, I'm kidding. I didn't do it. Uh, my episode's longer than yours. Oh, you do it first. Okay, no, you first. You do it first. No, you do it first. No, you first. No, you, no, you first. Okay, I'm doing it right now. Yeah, I already did it.